podcast. Thanks so much for having me. You have an interesting story. You've been on TV shows. You're an inventor. You don't sit still very often from what I gather about you. Um, but today we're going to talk about some of the COVID stuff and some of the things you're associated with. So can you introduce yourself real quick and tell us what you're doing with COVID back in the States right now? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Rachel Perry. I'm an entrepreneur from Los Angeles. Um, my company has, uh, we've had a medical distribution company for six years. Uh, we invented a bra for plastic surgeons called the RX bra. Very long story short, for about uh, 10 months now, we have been um, designing and manufacturing great COVID tests uh, with a company called, called Jeans Print. And then uh, we actually just uh, bought our own Clio lab in Los Angeles called Gather Labs. Wow. So you have a lab in Los Angeles that tests for COVID and you have some sort of kit that you're getting out into the marketplace, it sounds like. Yeah, that's right. Um, we have several different types of COVID tests. I'll um, show you part of the brain swab. So we make a really good nucleic acid collection swab for the nerds out there. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a flock nylon tip swab. And then we make a uh, double antibody uh, blood test and then a mouth antigen test. Now, I've been doing podcasts and talking to people here about COVID for well, for months now. Um, you're the first person I've talked to who's actually associated with our part owner of a lab in the United States, but right now you're in Nosara. So I want to jump into Nosara and COVID if we can. You recently went with Dr. Alejandro and you saw the mass testing that just happened. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and your opinion? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been coming to Nosara for about six years now. I fell in love with it right away. It's a special heartbeat in this tiny little surfing jungle, as you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to know, like, what kind of testing they were doing here and if I could be additive in any way to the community. I wanted to do that. So, um, so yeah, I met with Dr. Alejandro and the lab out of San Jose, who facilitated a mass testing here last Saturday for 400 people. So tell us about that. Like, a lot of people were scared to get tested. We were doing podcasts and we were advertising and trying to get people out there. Um, but a lot of people were scared. Now, you're from the States and an owner of a lab in the States. So to come here to Nosara and see what we have set up, that's uh, that's something we're, we're really interested in your opinion. Can you talk us through, was it professional? Was it set up well? Should people be scared to go there or do you feel that it's pretty good? Yeah, so we, uh, we facilitate mass testing for film crews, people getting back to work, weddings, things like that in Los Angeles, contracted to several other labs as well as now our own lab, um, and sell, you know, various tests all over the world, literally. Um, so, you know, yeah, so any kind of testing, we've, we've, we've pretty much seen and done it all. Um, I was very impressed with the testing on Saturday. They were doing um, a, a nose swab, mouth swab, and double venipuncture for IgG and IgM all in an assembly line very quickly. It was outside, you know, which is which is great for, for, for not spreading germs. And they were cleaning everything in between and everyone was in full PPE. Um, actually, in my opinion, it was one of the most comprehensive uh, free mass testing sites that I've ever seen. I don't even know that I've ever seen anyone giving essentially four tests in one. And that really gives you a lot of data and a full comprehensive story of your own, um, both current active viral load as well as immune response. So if you're negative on all of those tests, good chances are you're pretty negative, right? Whereas if you're just getting one or the other, there may be some 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 time holes like missing in that information. Uh, the you know to put something like that together is pretty hard. So I was I was really impressed with the enthusiasm and the you know just uh, generosity of spirit that that, um, that Dr. Alejandro and the lab uh, from San Jose had. Um, you know just to sort of literally help these people in, in the jungle. Like relatively speaking, it seems like 
you know, we've managed to keep, um, you know, the COVID numbers pretty, pretty low here in Nosar from, from what I hear, um, relatively speaking to other parts of the country. Um, you know, and the only way that we can really all be safe is to know our, our status and, and separate, you know, healthy people from, from positive people or, or potential carriers. So that's really the only way that we can live a semi-normal life and gather, you know, relatively safely. Um, so, you know, not being tested is really not a good option for, um, for maintaining a relatively healthy environment. All right. So if I could try to say that back to you in just a sentence or two. You're saying that the testing was very clean and sanitary and you highly recommend it. And you were impressed by it, even though you're out in the middle of nowhere in, in Losar, Costa Rica. So two thumbs up for me. Is that correct? Yes. I'm not a doctor. Let's just make that clear. I'm but you own a lab at this COVID testing, correct? Yes. And um, the, it's facilitated a lot of these things. And then, um, you know, we're a partner with a manufacturing facility out of Hong Kong on this COVID test. Uh, you know, in my, in my humble opinion, yes, this seemed um, very safe and very comprehensive, especially for, for, a, free, for a free test site. Okay, so again, pause and big shout out to the donors who made that happen. Some wish who wish uh, who want to be, remain anonymous, and then big thanks to the lab and Paradise Medical, and also everyone who came out to get tested. Basically, you reached out to me, and how we connected is you, you have a heart for this place, and you want to get back and make it as good as you can. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, I was at dinner, and um, some friends were were just sharing that that they saw um, the podcast that you did with Dr. Alejandro, and, and they were they were just like, oh, look, Rachel, they're talking about COVID testing, and that's pretty much all you talk about, so maybe you should connect with these people. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you did. Uh, as soon as you yeah. talked for, uh, I don't know, more than 30 or 60 seconds, I said, I got to get you to Dr. Alejandro, so my goal was to get you over there to see the testing. Now, what I'm surprised about, though, is that you you were thrilled about it when you first came in, to the studio, you were like, Rich, it was great. I, I was really surprised. And for me, that was wonderful news because after we did the the podcast with Alejandro announcing the mass testing, I got several messages of people who stopped me just around town saying, Rich, I would never do that. I'm too scared that I would go there and get COVID. Hmm. And for me, I was, I just, I've been thinking about that hard for the past couple of days. It's like, well, people are scared of it. How are we going to get it to work? And people did show up, thankfully. But we would like for more. And the people who donated to help make all this happen truly want to help the whole town get a read on what the real situation is and let people adjust their lives. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I mean, it was outside in a very, very large space. Uh, no one was really near anyone else. Um, you know, people were coming at different times, so there were never that many patients there at once. Um, they were very far away from each other. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's seems as, as, safe, as safe as you can be. I think not really having information, um, you know, you know, is worse. It's like good to know where we all stand, right? So we can keep each other safe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for all the feedback. And also future things for whatever you guys do to get the, get better testing capacity down here and your kids. Just thank you. But we'll have you back. We'll talk more. Um, and you're in town for a couple of weeks. Is that right? I think I'm there for the next four months. Nice, congratulations! I got so, sucked into your jungle vortex. <laughs> well, yeah, this place has a has a a, a vibe to it. You get you got to be careful with those. Sorry, it's sticky. You keep coming back, or you want to stay. Rachel, can you tell us about the mask that you came up with? It sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. So, um, so the bra that we make, the RX bra, we just made an RX mask. So it has a similar um sort of super comfortable feel as the bra. And it has far infrared yarn, which improves blood flow and circulation. So it makes your skin look pretty. Uh, and it also has uh, silver yarn. So it's antimicrobial. 
What's great about it is you can wear it around your neck and then just pull it up like this. So if you want to talk on the phone or eat, you can just pull it down and you don't have to get it all dirty by putting it in your pocket. Gotcha. So that, that is how you came up with this one. Rachel, a lot of people are scared to travel to visit here right now. So I guess I have two questions for you, or one question with two parts. Traveling down here right now, can you talk me through that, just the act of traveling? And then can you also answer what is it like for you uh, here right now? Do you feel safer? Uh, just walk through for anyone who's listening out there, who's considering coming down, what the experience was and what's your opinion of it? I mean, that's, that's a lot to unpack and that's loaded, right? Like, should we, should we all travel? I think, I think it depends on, uh, you know, a variety of things. You know, I don't have children in school and I live in a metropolitan area that's very populated. Um, so for me, uh, I, I, I didn't feel safe where I was. So I think it depends on like where you are versus where you want to go, right? So for me, I went from a very populated area to a much less populated area, and I intend on staying here. So I'm not moving around the country. I'm not traveling on other types of transportation. I'm not, I'm not bringing you back to the United States anytime soon, and I'll be tested several times before and after if I do. Um, you know, so, so that, that's my circumstance. I think if you're in a rural area, going to a populated area, that kind of doesn't really make sense. And I definitely, you know, don't condone people, you know, traveling to go, you know, flee the country so they can like party in big groups. Like that doesn't really make any sense and keep, keep people safe. However, you know, I travel alone. Um, I wore a mask the entire time. I, um, you know, was just, and this is not medical advice. This is what I felt comfortable with. I, you know, just bought my own water bottle in the airport and wiped it off. And then I didn't touch or accept any food or drink or anything on the plane. I kept my mask on the entire time. Um, and I, you know, wiped down my seat and just like kept to myself. That way I'm not really touching anything that anyone else is touching. Um, and if you leave your mask on, I mean, I, I was fine. I was on Alaska and they don't put anyone in the middle seat. Um, so, so yeah, so I felt safe, uh, coming here where you have to acquire some type of, um, travel insurance so that you're covered underneath the, the, um, the country's healthcare if you do get COVID, which is fine. You just take care of that in advance and then show them the, the paperwork. Rachel, tell us what it's like here though. Now that you're here and this is where you're, you're living and pretty much full time at the moment. Do you feel safe and what's life like here compared to say where you're from? Yeah, so, I mean, I lived on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. So, again, I was in a very populated area, you know, with people all around. It was a building with multiple people. Um, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the, down a dirt road into, into my own little, uh, my own little casita type situation, you know. Um, so there's not really anyone else. There's not really anyone else around me. Um, because of the climate here, like all, all, all dining and everything is sort of naturally outside and they put the tables and everything socially distanced and everyone that works here wears a mask. Is that one of the um, biggest differences on the dining part here compared to where you're from? Is that the restaurants are already kind of outside? Most all of them are? I mean, in Los Angeles, you know, there are more things outside, but they're more compact and now it's winter. Uh, relatively speaking, we have a mild winter, but it's still, it's still winter for Los Angeles. So, you know, um, the climate here is, is obviously a lot warmer and, um, everything's just naturally outside. Like, I don't even know many things in here that here in Minnesota that occur inside, you know? So, um, the, the yoga classes are in huge rooms, you know, the size of like half a city block that are, you know, distance and outside with no walls. Um, and then, uh, the beach is the beach and, and you know there's so many beaches here they're never really that packed 
I get so, you, you feel pretty good here, at least compared to where you're from in particular. I feel, um, you know, sort of like overwhelmed with, with how much more comfortable I feel because I'm constantly around nature and not really around a lot of other people. And everyone's, you know, rightfully so, uh, you know, stressed out and has anxiety and is freaking out at home. And I was too. I still am. I had a hard day yesterday. You know, the world has changed. And like, where are we all? What's going on? <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, but for me, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to work from anywhere on my computer. So for me, being around all the nature sort of helps me process uh, the stress. It's just, you know, how I operate. Um, so for me, I feel a lot a lot more mentally healthy healthy and uh, physically safe because I've been around a lot less people. Gotcha. So here works out. Um, all right. So let's bounce off of COVID for a moment and let's jump into you as a human. You've done some interesting yeah. things in, in your life. So I guess it's safe to say that you don't sit still all too terribly often. And I'm also guessing that's why Nasara is very interesting to you because this place probably helps you decompress. Um, but you've done a whole lot of stuff. So tell us, give us a quick background. Tell us about you. Yeah, um, I grew up on a tiny little beach town in North Carolina, which is probably why I'm so so drawn to it here. It's similar in certain ways. Um, sort of Wil- Wilmington? I grew up in Wilmington, yeah. I just get that's a good guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's very similar. Sur- you know, surfers and, uh, you know, just being at the beach a lot. I've been an entrepreneur since I was in high school. Um, I'm one of those, uh, you know, sort of natural serial entrepreneurs. Ideas just come out of me. I have more ideas than time. Uh, you know, I had my own companies in high school. Um, I went to fashion design school in San Francisco. I am um, a bra expert, so I've been CEO of multiple lingerie companies in um, New York City and, and Los Angeles and Hong Kong and San Francisco and um, Paris Fashion Week and lived an entire life in, in, in the intimate apparel world. Uh, which is sort of how I arrived here. Um, I invented the RX bra. It's a medically effective bra that's also cute and comfortable. Uh, so, so yeah, I was on its television show called Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch for that. Um, for my previous company, uh, I filmed an episode of, of Shark Tank. I, uh, you know, have, have raised venture capital in Silicon Valley for for many other startups. I support other startups that I believe in in various different ways as a mentor, as an operator. Um, and try to help other dreamers uh, align ways to be monetarily successful with their creativity, which I think sometimes can be can be hard to align the right and the left brain, right? Yeah. Um. So having having lived through that 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 journey journey myself, I try to you know to share anything that I've learned that might be helpful to other entrepreneurs. I get you. Yeah. I get you. How did you make the transition from fashion, inventing bras and lingerie and all these types of things into where you're at now? With a being an owner of a lab and testing kits for COVID and all types of stuff, it's a it's a different subject matter. You know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs can can relate to this. Um, to some people, it doesn't make sense, like like doing a lot of different things in your career. But to me, I can't really imagine anything else. I also built a cryptocurrency exchange with with you know with Russians a few years ago. When I have an interest in something, my brain's like a sponge, and I just want to learn everything I possibly can. Right. Uh, and whenever we, you know, had the RX bra and the pandemic started to happen, my partners and I were helping doctors and hospitals get PPE really fast. Working in apparel and having a logistics background of moving things around the world uh, often uh, came in very handy because most of that is logistics. 
So um, we were able to get PPE to hospitals and first responders and donate where we could in, in March pretty, pretty quickly and easily. Um, so that translated into can you get test kits? That, then that evolved into learning everything we possibly could about test kits, creating a partnership with Dr. Tam and the Gene Sprint team that I think, I think entrepreneurs can relate to. Uh, you know, when you, when you meet people in business and you're trying to negotiate terms or figure out how you're going to work together and it seems too technical, like it's challenging and it stresses you out, makes your stomach hurt, that's probably not the right partnership and you're not going in the right direction. You know, uh, with my partners and I, when we met Dr. Tam, it was one of the easiest, most naturally flowing relationships that I've ever had. Mm. And it was just such a pleasure to work with other people who had the same goal of getting as many products to as many people in the world as fast as we possibly could. So if I can pause you right there, it yeah. sounds like your existing experience and in infrastructure and methodologies combined with just meeting the right people who were approaching this with, with the same intentions as you is what blended into this whole thing that you're up to right now. Yes. And then, you know, unbeknownst to me, um, there was a lot of uh, regulatory involved in various countries all over the world and, you know, clinical trials and that that's really what we would be doing is working on the business side of all of that, you know, every day since, since then, essentially. But it's just been a pleasure. Oftentimes my brain hurts. It's had to learn a lot in, in, in a short amount of time. And I'm so grateful of the patients and the, of the virology team and the gene sprint team and them. Um, you know, t teaching us as much as we can and us marrying our business expertise with, with their medical expertise to try to make great products and, and meet demand um, and, and production and, and logistics. Um, but it's been, uh, you know, as someone who's worked with, I don't know, 100 startup teams, it's been the pleasure of, of my life. Like, I'm so proud of it and so touched and honored to work with good people who care more about um, helping people than, than making money. And we all, we just, you know, we're tripping over ourselves just to just to get to the goal as opposed to, um, you know, what's in it for us. When, when you focus more on uh, the abundance of everyone instead of the abundance of yourself, like, it'll naturally sort of spill over to there. Mm, a guy, my dad bought me these tapes from some guy named Zig Ziglar. I, I used to have to listen to it when I was a kid. <sighs> And I couldn't stand it at the time. And then I ended up growing up and really appreciating it. But one of the things he said was the way to get what you want is help enough other people get what they want. Mm. And when you were just saying that, it kind of made me think of that. It sounds like you and the lab, your partners, you guys want to help other people get what they want. And you guys want to help get some of these more modernized test kits down to here to help people around Masara and around Costa Rica. And it sounds like you've had a very warm reception. And I just want to thank you. And the team, whoever they whoever they are from from up in, up in the states, thanks for thinking of us down here. We appreciate it. Thanks for your support. Now you're here for uh, at least a couple months. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm here for the next two months. Yeah. Okay, then what we'll do is after we make a little more progress, we'll have you back, give us an update, and from all of us here, just thank you for considering the community, and thanks to your partners and everyone else who is trying to help this place. Yeah, no, thanks to the NoSAR community for for welcoming me and making me have. Uh, slightly brighter time during, you know, the weirdest time of all of our lives. So anything and I can do to add a community, I'm happy to do. We'll receive.